Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. This is uh, one of those weekends where it's very hard to be indoors. Why is that? Because it's so sunny and beautiful, and we understand you're calling us at one 405 8405 You're telling us it's sunny and warm there, too. Uh, please remember to keep your pets hydrated in this very hot weather. Uh, today, wow, I just got in. I'm looking at the lineup for the first time today. Apparently, in the animal news, Atlanta Falcon Michael Vick is under investigation for dog fighting. Ooh. Pretty common in the NFL, I understand. Well, hopefully the NFL will take action against these guys. We're actually going to explore that today. Also, celebrity pet psychic Jill Marie Combine joining us. I don't know. She can tell us some things about some celebrity pets, what they're thinking and feeling. I'll go along for the ride, okay? <laughs> also, bad news for the microchip. Pet dating flies in your calls. All that today. one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? Vaughn Krause. Hi, Vaughn. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Very well. Where are you calling from? From Stevensville, Michigan. Stevensville, Michigan. Are you listening on the internet or on a radio station? On the radio station, 1060. 1060. I'm trying to think what station. That must be out of Benton Harbor. WHFB. Yeah. Very good. What can we do for you today, Vaughn? Well, I listen to your program every day. Good. Uh, excuse me, every week. And I have a problem with my kitty. Oh, no. What what kind of kitty do you have? Well, she's t- she's 12 years old. Uh-huh. Okay. She's all black. She's female, and she's she's really a sweetheart. Uh huh. Have you have you owned her or been her garden guardian for the last twelve years? Six years. Six of those years. Okay. And we I got her from a girl from work, and she uh, she's never been mistreated her whole life. Okay. But the last two two and a half three months, she comes to our bedroom door, and the the door can be open or it can be closed. And she'll take, she's declawed. Mm-hmm. All fours. Oh, no. She'll take her right paw and she'll, like she's pounding on the door. And she pounds so hard it sounds like somebody's pounding on the door. Is she trying <laughs> to get in or is she trying to scratch? I, I think she's wanting to, us to get up. Yeah. Because um, when you make a noise in the bed, uh-huh. she'll stop. And then if you act like you're going to get out of bed, she'll run. Mm. Do you get out of bed? Sometimes I do, and then when I do, she's done gone. Sounds like she's got you trained pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but this morning now, she was she got us got me up at quarter to four. Do you feed her when you get up? You, uh, I gave her a handful of food, but then when she, I go back to bed, and she'll come back and do it the same thing, and when I get up to feed her... Uh-huh. The food's still laying on the floor, and she doesn't eat it. So it's not food that she wants. No. Unfortunately, it's you that she wants. She wants a playmate. Cats are nocturnal. They like to be awake during the night, and they want someone to play with, and they want you to get up with them. So. But she, she never she never used to do this until the last three months. Well, then she's just found something she's that she loves about out. you. <laughs> a lot more. It just usually takes one night of you getting up, and that's all it takes. And she figures she can do this on a regular basis. And if you enforce it with food or something uh, that, that uh, she thinks all she has to do is scratch at the door, and you're going to get up and give her food or play with her, then it's going to be something that she'll probably do every night mm-hmm. until you teach her otherwise. 
Uh-huh. And I've got two toys that she plays with a lot, hang, uh, pasted on the uh, doorways mm-hmm. across from our bedroom. Mm-hmm. And sometimes she'll go and play with them, but most of the time she just wants us off. Yeah, what you've got to do is, I know it's hard, but you have to ignore her. It's like a baby that cries, that just wants you to go in there and pick it up out of its crib. You've got to learn when she does that, ignore her. It might take a few days or a couple weeks, but eventually she'll learn that her training of you is not working. You know, I was afraid that she might, you know, bruise her paw. She won't do anything that's going to harm herself. She'll know her own limits. And it may sound like she's really tearing up her paws in the door, but it's it's really hard. You just got to just ignore her, and she'll eventually learn that her trick is not going to work with you. Uh-huh. Cause she, she is such a sweetheart. We just love her to death. Mm, I understand because I have one of these at home, too. <laughs> it's hard when they come around at 4 o'clock in the morning to ignore her, especially when they do things cute and they bring toys and they want nothing more than you to get up and be with them. Uh-huh. Don't do it or you'll do it for the rest of your life. It's funny because cats really need uh, they sleep three quarters of the day or excuse me two thirds of the day yet it seems like the only time they're up is when we're asleep i try to keep my cat up during the day so he'll sleep at night yeah and whenever i catch her sleeping i'll say baby i said you're not supposed to do that no you're not supposed to (laughs) you can also try playing with her just before you go to bed for about 15 minutes see if you can wear her out see if she'll sleep in a little longer too Uh uh-huh it sounds like a of all the problems that you could have, you have a pretty good one. Uh, so. If you don't like to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Health is okay. A wonderful 12-year-old cat. It sounds like life is not that bad. No, but she, because she is such a sweetheart. We just love her so much. Very good. Well, you know what? I do have some kooky catnip. Can I send her some? I'm going to send your little kitty some kooky catnip. Uh, from the Cookie Catnip Company. Okay? Okay, that would be fine. Thank you for listening to Animal Radio. Hold on one second. Okay. Top dog at Animal People Newspaper joining us, Merritt Clifton. Hi, Merritt. How you doing? Good morning. Atlanta Falcons quarterback Michael Vick in trouble. He's, I guess he's being investigated for animal neglect and dog fighting. What is this about? During a, actually it was an arrest of another person, a relative of his who was occupying his house in Virginia, um, the investigators discovered the uh, 66 chained pit bulls uh, confined in sheds on the back of the property and eventually seized paraphernalia, uh, carpet scraps, found the remains of, I believe it was, 33 uh, dead pit bulls buried on the property. Mm-hmm. Overwhelming evidence of the property being used for dog fighting. And then the issue is, what did Michael Vick know, and when did he know it? Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently quite a few informants have come forward to provide testimony. Of course, it will take a court to determine how reliable it is, but apparently there's quite a lot of testimony that Michael Vick has been involved in dog fighting uh, for several mm-hmm. years. Certainly he's been involved in breeding pit bulls for sale, and although his website uh, contained a disclaimer that uh, he was not, uh, that he was opposed to dog fighting and was not breeding for dog fighting, of course anybody breeding uh, dogs would say that because it's illegal. 
Well, I mean, sure, and, and aren't you accountable for what happens on your property? I mean, if they find drugs on your property, uh, it's usually the, the house can be seen. Well, yes. In the case of a rental property, uh, usually the landlord will not be held responsible for the activity of the tenant unless there's evidence that the landlord was somehow involved with the tenant or should have known. But in this particular case, this was not a rental property. This was a single-family dwelling, and uh, although Vic may not have actually lived there, presumably he had purchased it as a, a residence. Mm-hmm. And it, it was uh, close relatives of his who were occupying the house. This grabbed attention because of his name and what he does, but this goes on all across the country, doesn't it? Well, dogfighting certainly has exploded in, in how often it takes place and how often it's detected. The number of pit bulls seized in dogfighting raids last year hit an all-time record for as long as I've been tracking this, and I've been tracking it for more than 20 years. And it has gone up pretty steadily over the last five or six years. 20 years ago, dogfighting was virtually extinct. And if you went to a humane conference, you would be told that this was something that was successfully suppressed, and now we're going to go after cockfighting. Mm-hmm. Well, what we've seen since then is that while there has been a lot of successful activity against cockfighting, dogfighting has just gone completely out of hand, where it's probably almost as big as it was at the peak around the turn of the last century, around 1900, when that was the first time that humane organizations mounted a vigorous national crusade against dogfighting. And that is illegal, a felony, a felony in, in uh, I assume, all lower 48 states, right? It's a felony in, I believe, 48 states and a misdemeanor in two, and it is now a felony to transport dogs across state lines for purposes of fighting them. Uh, speaking of the original crusade against dog fighting, right at the very end of that, the National Football League was organized. Uh, first season, I believe, was 1920. The most successful team in the early years with a 25-0 and zero record in two of the first four seasons combined was the Canton Bulldogs, whose uh, emblem was a fighting bulldog, and they were known as the Fighting Bulldogs one year before the Notre Dame Fighting Irish became known as the Fighting Irish, not very far away geographically. Mm-hmm. So this is a piece of the NFL legacy that uh, they actually made deliberate efforts to live down. The Canton Bulldogs were moved to Cleveland and renamed, and even before they were moved and renamed under pressure from the American Humane Association, they softened the image of the Bulldog. They dropped the fighting from the Bulldog's name, so they're just called the Bulldogs. And they invented a story at one point that the dog was supposed to belong to the lady friend of the team owner, which was, <laughs> it was never actually verified that she existed, let alone that she had a dog. So... But the, uh, that was buried back in history, and then the, the fighting dog imagery resurfaced with the junkyard dogs, Chicago Bears of the mid-1980s, mm. the team of Walter Payton and Refrigerator Perry. But that was before dog fighting was really rebounding nationally and becoming a public issue. Then it was just sort of a, uh, a nickname and a gag, and it took on more sinister connotations as dog fighting made a big comeback. I see that uh, our friend Wayne Passell, the HSUS top dog, has sent a letter to uh, the NFL Commissioner Roger Goodall. 
trying to create a zero tolerance policy against dog fighting within the NFL? Well, presumably there already is one because there's supposed to be a zero tolerance policy for law breaking, but we all know how well that's working. Yeah. And there seems to be a famous persons act to protect some people. But you know, Michael Vick isn't even the first uh, Atlanta Falcon to be in trouble for a pit bull related incident, whether it was a fight or not. Uh, just this year, one of their uh, reserve, uh, I think it was a defensive lineman, was in trouble and apparently uh, the allegation anyway is that he killed his girlfriend's pit bull. Well, we can keep up to date in the newspaper Animal People, uh, news for people who care about animals. If we wanted to subscribe to this, how can we do that, Barrett? Well, we're $24 a year. We'll send you a free sample. Just give me a call at 360-579-2505 or go to our website, www.animalpeoplenews.org and you can get all the particulars and read our current edition online. If you're driving in your car right now, uh, go ahead to animalradio.com. We have links to everything you've heard on today's show. We'll put down that phone number uh, as well as... uh, a link to the website. We appreciate all the hard work you do, Merritt. Thank you. Coming up, if you have a microchip, you might want to think about this. Do you have one in your pets? My pets all have them, yes. I want to hear what you're going to say. Well, actually, uh, big news coming down. They may be ineffective in a few years. Really? Yeah. Gosh, I thought it was going to be foolproof forever. All the details on the way right here on Animal Radio. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard Canine Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. Judy, one of the studio cats just vomited under my desk. Can you clean it up, please? <laughs> you can do it. Me? I'm busy booking all the celebs for the show. I, I don't do stains. Well, now you can. Go ahead, grab that bottle and get serious over there. Uh-huh. It's going to remove both the stain and any pheromones left behind. Just go ahead and squirt it on, work it in, and all you have to do is blot it with a thick towel and hold it for about five seconds. Come on, I know you can do it. Okay, I'll give it a try. I'm squirting. I'm working it in. And blotting. And, whoa, the stain is gone. You mean you were able to remove the stain all by yourself? Women, get serious. It's so easy to use. Even men can do it. Hey! Yeah, so don't take any more excuses from those guys. It's time to get serious. You can find Get Serious at PetSmart and in pet stores all over. Visit their website at GetSeriousProducts.com.
Attention cat lovers, does your cat have star quality? Have you ever wanted to direct your own film? Here's your chance with the Who's the Next Scoop Free Star Contest from Lucky Litter and Animal Radio. Scoop Free, the self-cleaning litter box you leave alone for weeks at a time without any scooping, is the ultimate in odor control. You could produce their next commercial in Who's the Next Scoop Free Star. Come up with a creative way to advertise Scoop Free. Go to ScoopFree.com for more info and download artwork and music. See you in the movies. Hi, I'm Ken Schrader. In race car driving, seconds to win a race. But to win the race against pet overpopulation, you need to understand the importance of spaying or neutering your pets. Every few seconds, hundreds of dogs and cats are put down in our country. Help fix the problem. I urge you to spay or neuter your pets. To find out how, visit Pets911.com today. To find out about spay day events in your area, log on to Pets911.com or call one 888 pets Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Just a few seconds ago, we were talking about this gentleman, Wayne Paselli, the top dog at the HSUS. Uh, it was all good. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> Wayne, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm glad it was all good. Yes. <laughs> now, I know 43 states make animal cruelty a felony. And a few minutes ago, we were talking about Vicks, the Atlanta Falcon, and the pit bulls. This is in Virginia. Does Virginia criminalize animal cruelty? No, Virginia, Virginia actually has uh, 48 states with specific... Uh, penalties, felony penalties for dog fighting. So for that one category of activity, uh, all states but two, Wyoming and Idaho, are the two states, uh, both both bordering Utah there, uh, that that do not have felony level penalties for dog fighting. But every other state does. And Michael Vick was uh, he has not been charged yet. Uh, but 66 dogs were found on one of his properties. This was in Surrey County, Virginia. Most of the animals were pit bulls, slightly more than 50 of the 66 animals. Mm-hmm. Many of them had scars on them, which are the indicators of dog fighting. In addition to that, there were all sorts of um, uh, other indicators of dog fighting. There were treadmills. There was a rape rack, which is a, a, a breeding rack for animals. Um, in the uh, pit bull uh, industry. There were brake sticks, which are used to separate dogs when they're fighting. And there were a couple of small little buildings in the back, painted black, that um, were were thought to be the place where the dogs were were being fought. Mm -hmm. There was also a bloody carpet, um, and sometimes you put a carpet down for the fight, and how does the carpet get blood on? Well, when the dogs go at each other and deliver serious wounds, and then the animals start hemorrhaging. So he is uh, the subject now of federal investigations. We we have been in touch with federal law enforcement authorities because we work with them on a wide range of animal fighting investigations, and uh, this investigation is ongoing. And we are very concerned about his possible involvement in illegal dog fighting activities, which are a violation of Virginia's anti-dog fighting statute, and it's a felony, and it's also a federal felony on on. Uh, in early May of this year, President Bush signed the Animal Fighting Prohibition Enforcement Act. It was passed by Congress by overwhelming margins in both the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate, and that makes it a federal felony to move... Of course, he didn't know what he was signing, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it a federal felony to move animals for fighting purposes across state lines. You can't import them or export them. 
up to three years and $250,000 fine for each violation. So in this case, if Vic had 66 dogs, you could Oof. potentially um, you know, be charged multiple counts because mm-hmm. each of those animals, if they were involved in dog fighting, could Sor- be... Sources close say that uh, he used to bet between five dollars and $40,000 on uh, this kind of fighting. Well, big money already, so it's going to be a... a, a a drop in the bucket, unfortunately. Well, the jail time um, would be devastating for yeah. him. There would be automatic um, activity from the NFL if he were convicted of a felony. He would lose a lot of rights. It would be devastating to him. And that's really our message to anybody who's thinking about going into this horrible uh, practice and, and hobby. You're, you know, this is not a crime that you can get away with in this day and age. It's felony behavior in almost every jurisdiction in the country. And you're going to do serious time, you're going to have serious fines. Even the wealthiest people uh, and and people of stature like Michael Vick uh, face career-ending uh, criminal activities if, mm-hmm. uh, if they are successfully prosecuted. Yeah. I mean, it's not just the uh, Paris Hilton prison term that, that they get. They, they get thrown out of the NFL. And actually, You've uh, you've written a, a letter to the commissioner, didn't you? It seems to be predominant among NFL players. Well, we we've seen unfortunately a number of NFL players and ex NFL players involved uh, in this activity, and we really believe that you know law enforcement catches just a small percentage of people involved, so it's really just a small indicator of mm-hmm. a larger problem. We we believe that. In the last 20 years, we've seen a huge growth in dogfighting, especially in urban settings. Dogfighting has very much been something that's gone on in rural areas of the country, but we've seen it tied now into hip-hop culture, the rap uh, culture. We've seen rap artists like Jay-Z glamorizing dogfighting in their videos, and it's become kind of hip and chic at some level to have a pit bull uh, kind of as a macho display, and some of the folks fight them. And then once they start, they get deeper involved into the activity, uh, start talking to breeders, uh, get animals with stronger bloodlines and who are better fighters, start wagering high stakes, uh, you know, amounts on this. And it becomes just a, a bit of quicksand for these folks. And they may not realize the serious nature of this crime and uh, the fact that it can turn their life entirely around and they would go to jail and have a felony and uh, potentially be bankrupted by it. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's a pretty, you know, of, of all of the forms of animal abuse in the country, no, no type of abuse is treated more severely under the law than dogfighting. It's, uh, uh, you know, as I say, a felony in nearly every state, a federal felony, it's a serious, serious crime uh, because we value dogs in this in this country and in this culture. People don't want to see them placed in a pit to fight to injury or death just for the thrill of the bloodletting and the illegal gambling activity. We also have seen that where dogfighting is, it's almost a gateway to other criminal activities. Yes. We see folks not only involved in high-stakes illegal gambling, but narcotics traffic, um, uh, violence against other people, uh, illegal firearms possession. So the folks who are doing this are not upstanding members as a general matter of society. They're not contributing to society. They are really contributing to chaos in society and spreading criminal behavior that needs to be dealt with severely. Yes. Wayne, we, we 
Thank you for everything that you do. HSUS.org is the website. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Wayne Paselli, top dog at the HSUS, joining us. Hopefully, uh, we'll do this again soon. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for your great show. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hello, this is Don DeLuise, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Love your pets, they'll always love you back. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And our uh, celebrity pet psychic is, I believe she's online too. I want to remind you, if you're a video maker, you like making videos, you could win the scoop-free commercial contest. It's drawing near close. Get all the information right on the front of AnimalRadio.com. Is she on the line? She's waiting. Jill? Hey. Jill Marie Combine joining us? On, yes. on the phone, you are an accomplished psychic, a healer, a spiritualist. Uh, you had a near-death experience in 96. What was that about? Uh, I just got very, very sick, and I went to the other side and came back, and all of a sudden I could see, hear, and feel things I couldn't before. And Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, it was like, scary that have, for a while. <laughs> oh, I bet. That must have been weird. Tell me, what, what kind of things happened? When I came back, it was I would be in my room and my son would come in there and say can you see all the angels in here and he'd say no but it's really hot in here <laughs> and uh, i'd say dan just sit here beside me and, and i'd say look at they're working on me can't you see them? and he'd say mom it is so hot in here i can't stand it and we'd have the air conditioner down on like 65 so that must have freaked you out at first huh? oh it it definitely freaked me out at first but now you're using it to your advantage well, I actually, um, you could say that. I use it when I really, I refused to use it at first because it frightened me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I actually had someone approach me about working on a case that the police were having a difficult time with in Florida. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I'll do it. The first few times I worked with the police, I threw up. I was that sick <laughs> as a dog. Mm-hmm. And then I learned to disassociate from all that feelings of all that stuff. And so now that's really what I do. I enjoy helping um, people. How many it cases might. have you solved? We've worked on probably about 16. A good success rate, I assume. Absolutely. Since we are Animal Radio, I want to want to see how you've used your powers in reverence to animals. And I, I have a list of celebrities here that uh, these animals that these celebrities have, are you in uh, touch with them, I guess, is the well, question? Well, some of them I can be. Um, a lot of times it happens if, I, if I'm reading for a person. I could pick up their animals and what they have to say. Like, I'm going to throw out a couple of celebrities' names and uh, their their animals, and I'm wondering if you could tell me what you think. Okay. Uh, Paris Hilton, uh, poor, poor Paris Hilton, <laughs> and, of course, Tinkerbell. Who, who's taking care of Tinkerbell? Does anybody know? Um, there's a woman that comes there and takes care of her. Okay. Um, there's a lot of chaos around her right now. Uh-huh. I imagine, yes. Uh, she's a little frightened, but she's but she's used to the chaos. Um, she says chaos. There's chaos all the time, but this is a different chaos. Okay, what she says. Chaos without mom involved. Yeah, yeah. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, always circling around mom. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, she's not saying a whole lot. She's kind of skittish. This this little dog. Really skittish, Tinkerbell. Uh-huh. Skittish. Okay. Does, does uh, I guess she does miss mom. 
She doesn't say that. She says there's a lot of chaos there. A lot of she doesn't. It's, she's it's, she's in unfamiliar territory. Is what I have, see. Now I have an angel telling me the dog's saying she's in unfamiliar territory. So she might not even be staying at their home. Mm-hmm. Could be someplace else. Okay. How about uh, another big animal lover? Is Oprah Winfrey? She has five dogs. Mm-hmm. They love her. They do. They love her. They love her. They love her. She's like the light of their lives. Um, she feeds them well. They enjoy their life. Uh, they just love her. <laughs> and she was just recently voted, I think, like the best dog owner. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Celebrity dog owner, I believe. Best celebrity yeah. dog I didn't owner. Know that they love yes. her. They're very well taken care of. Hmm, okay. Britney Spears. <laughs> she was voted the worst. Yeah. <laughs> was, she, was she voted the worst? Yes, she was. Was she really? Yes. Worst uh, dog owner. Too bad. Yeah, I don't... It, uh, I really, I'll be honest with you, I don't feel like she really has the dog anymore. Okay. But she, did, did she, she gave him away? She gave him up, yeah. Okay. She, gave him away. she gave him up after the kids came along. Ooh, okay, good. I didn't know that either, but they, I don't feel, there's, I do not feel the dog is not with her. Mm. The dogs are probably better off. Yeah. Okay. You know who else, uh, I know that she, I don't know where she came on the list of celebrity uh, dog guardians or dog owners, but she's always at these events that we're at is Tori Spelling. Uh, she has. Uh, she Mima. does a lot for animals. Mimi Larue is. Is her it Mimi Larue? Uh huh. Yeah, she does a lot for animals. Mimi Larue is content. She's happy. Um, now, how does Mimi feel? Didn't Tori just had a new baby? Does Mimi yeah. feel like she's been displaced? No, not no. at all. Not at all. Probably a spoiled dog as it is, right? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> gets she tells us. She tells me that. Yeah. She knows she is. Yes, yeah, she knows. She is. She's spoiled, <laughs> and she and she she loves it. There's something that they bathe her in that she enjoys. Huh. Mm, okay. Serena Williams, she's the tennis, tennis player. player. Yes. Now, her dog bit a security guard, and she disowned, said she didn't own the dog oh, after really? it bit somebody. So how did her dog feel when Serena said that uh, it wasn't hers? The dog... Um what the dog says is that he's really not her. He's not, huh? He he's doesn't... there for like a, a guard dog type thing. Mm. Uh-huh. He, so he's not treated. You know how how like I know I have pets and I love them and you know talk to them and all that stuff. Shit, that doesn't happen with that dog. Mm. It's a working dog. Yeah, it's a work. That's what he says. And that's exactly what he tells me. He's a, I work. Oh, they don't I'm have not the... the pet. I'm not the pet. Doesn't have the personal relationship. No. Not at all. Wow, that's weird. Huh. Here's one for our California listeners. How about uh, your governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> what does he have? He has uh, a dog. I don't know his dog's name. Yeah. But uh, I guess he might have had the dog for quite a while. I don't know if he had the dog when he was doing movies. And now that he's the governor, I wonder how his dog feels about it. Is that a step Well, up I'll or? tell you what the dogs are talking about, the kids. The kids. They love, he loves the kids. They have, I think, four kids? Yeah. Yeah, the kids. The kids, they play. The, the kids, it's the kids. All so, about the kids. Everything uh, at home is about the kids. <laughs> so it doesn't matter to the dogs what, what Schwarzenegger does. They, no, because he's, he's, he's dad at home, and that's, how it, it's, that's what happens at home. Uh-huh. Uh, it tells you that Ma- Maria, the dog says, says she has headaches. <laughs> so she oh, must be in the bad. bed a lot. Interesting. <laughs> huh. 
Jill Marie Combine joining us. I guess, what what do we call you, an animal communicator, a psychic, spiritualist? Uh, because it's Actually, not just animals, it's everybody. Yeah, well, the angels gave me the... the um because I said, what am I supposed to be called? I don't know what I'm supposed to do with all these people. And they just said, you're a spiritual life coach, which means that, you know, as a coach, I can stand by the sidelines with you. I cannot play the game of life for you, but I sure as heck can uh, give you the tools and show you how to win. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Okay, spiritual coach. How about that? Jill That's Marie good. Combine. And again, the website, www.jillmariecombine.com. This was fun. We're going to have to do this again sometime. Definitely. Okay, thanks. We have more Animal Radio on the way. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA, and when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by the American Anti-Vivisection Society. Stop the FDA from allowing milk and meat from cloned animals to be sold in grocery stores. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society for information at www.endanimalcloning.org. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Do you know what you're serving for dinner tonight? If the FDA has its way, the milk and meat you see at the grocery store could come from cloned animals. And you won't even know because it won't be labeled. Cloning animals for food involves more than just food safety. Animal suffering and other ethical issues must also be considered. The cloning process uses hundreds of animals to produce just one clone, causing death or severe health problems for most of the animals involved. Just because we can clone animals for food doesn't mean we should. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society to learn more about the problems with animal cloning at www.endanimalcloning.org. That's www.endanimalcloning.org. And have a voice in what you are serving for dinner tonight. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And now with everything new and innovative or just downright strange from the world of veterinary medicine, here's Dr. Linda Wolf. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case loving you. I often hear owners say, My animal never runs away. I don't have to worry about my pet getting lost or stolen. I'm always with them. All I have to say is, famous last words. Pets are notorious for doing the impossible, and there are people in this world that are notorious for doing the detestable. First off, let me make it perfectly clear that I absolutely positively feel that every pet should be microchipped. No exception, period. 
strong enough opinion for you? If you have been in an alternate universe for the past few years and don't know what I'm talking about, microchipping is a procedure where a small microchip is embedded under your pet's skin. Why? So that if Fido or Fluffy or Tweety should manage to become separated from their loving owners, the chip can be scanned and the chip registration company can be contacted and you can all be happily reunited. But here's one of the major problems with the microchipping industry. Too many cooks spoil the broth. There are now so many companies that have entered the microchip business and they've developed chips with different frequencies. And these differing microchip frequencies require scanners that pick up all those different frequencies. So what happens if a shelter or veterinary office or research facility has a scanner that doesn't read your Fido's or Fluffy's or Tweety's chip? The animal gets listed as not having a microchip. The big debate is which frequency should be used and how do you regulate free enterprise so that the chips are the same. One new entry has reignited this old debate. The American Kennel Club's Companion Animal Recovery recently entered the microchip market. Their chip will read at International Standard Organization's 134.2 kHz frequency. It's one commonly used outside the United States. It, however, can't be read by scanners currently reading at frequencies of 125 or 128 kHz. In order to read all systems on the market, new scanners that read all the frequencies would need to replace the more than 100,000 scanners already out there. How feasible is that? especially when it is probable that until a standard is adopted, companies will not invest in a universal or multi-system reader that actually works. The problem is that with the multitude of chips and scanners out on the market, it can be putting pets at risk of being euthanized because the scanner being used could not read its microchip. Bottom line, microchipping is absolutely a must for the conscientious pet owner, but we need to feel secure that those chips can be read. So come on, companies. I know it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world out there, and making a profit is the bottom line. But we as pet owners want a microchip system that is universal and readable so that we can have trust that our pets will be able to be safely returned to us. Is that so much to ask? Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a Produced by Animal Ark No-Kill Animal Shelter. We are streaming, blogging, and podcasting at AnimalWiseRadio.com, and we're proud to be part of Animal Radio Network. This is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animals. I've had it done to me. It's not that rough. <laughs> Animal Radio is brought to you by Get Serious, a stain and pheromone remover so easy to use, even men can do it. Hey, hey wait a minute. <laughs> Don't take any more excuses, women. It's time to get serious. Get Serious is available at PetSmart and online at GetSeriousProducts.com. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Hey, this is Brad from L.A. How you doing? Hey, Brad, how you doing? How you doing? 
Doing okay. What's the weather like there in L.A.? It's steaming hot all around the country. I assume it's the same there in L.A., huh? Oh, yeah. Nice and sunny. Good, good. What can we do for you? Hey, last year I uh, participated in your summer giveaway. Yes. Yes. Where we did the cartridges. Yes. Right. Are you doing that again this year? Yeah, we're just kicking it off a little later than usual. We'll do a summer end giveaway. We we are actually putting together the prizes right now. It's going to be big, big, big. <laughs> so okay. save those empty cartridges. Save those empty ink cartridges from your computer cause, uh, or from your printer because they could be valuable, okay? All right. Thanks for calling. Okay, thank you. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. It's hard enough to find love, but finding someone who loves you and all your pets can be even trickier. A new Dutch website, www.dierandmens.nl, loosely translated to mean animal-human, says it's a meeting place for all animal lovers. Whether you're looking for that special someone, someone who likes snakes and spiders, or someone to take care of your chickens when you're on vacation. The site was started by Betty Bowery, inspired by her friends who were telling her how difficult it was to meet someone, especially if they had more than one pet. Members can describe themselves and their pets and then contact each other through the website. Betty started the site, but she doesn't really need it. She's already met her match, and they have 13 dogs and 4 cats between them. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hey, this is Cesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. Welcome to Voice of the Animal. Insects are the most varied form of life on the planet. There are so many that it's estimated over half of them do not even have names. But there is one insect we do know very well, the fly. There are over 100,000 species of flies found everywhere in the world. They belong to an order of insects called diptera, which in Greek means two wings. Those two wings are important. The over 2,000 species of the fruit fly avoid interbreeding because each species has a different courtship song that is made through varying one of their two wing beats. Flies can fly backwards and walk upside down. Flies can't chew. They have a tongue shaped like a straw, so they drink their dinner. When they land on your food, they regurgitate up digestive juices, which enables them to slurp up the now liquid food. They also have sticky pads on their feet, so wherever they land, they bring a little bit of that place with them. Garbage, manure piles, your counter. One reason flies spread disease, including dysentery and yellow fever. In the Spanish-American War, typhoid spread by flies killed more soldiers than gunfire. Okay, so that is the bad part about flies. But spiders love flies as a favorite snack. And did you know that flies also pollinate plants and flowers? In fact, they are the number three pollinator behind bees and wasps. There is a type of fly who tends to alight on people's shoulders. The Navajo have given him a special place in their stories. He is known as Big Fly, and he will whisper solace into the ear of someone who is suffering. And one of the four holy mountains in Navajo tradition is even guarded by two big black fly gods. In Lapland, it's believed that sorcerers keep miraculous flies that were actually evil spirits who could be sent to do harm. Belzebub of the Gospels is the Prince of Demons, and he's also known as Lord of the Flies. 
During a witch trial in the 15th century, the poor woman on trial was harassed by flies, which made her accusers conclude that she was being visited by her Beelzebub, the king of the flies. In pre-Christian Rome, the lord of the flies was known as Myote. His presence was invoked against any attack of flies. And in Greek myth, he was known as Myagros, god of flies and fly swatting. Zeus employed him during sacrifices to chase away the flies. One of the things about ancient myth is that there is always a god to take care of anything. A favorite Aesop's fable tells of how the flies devour every sweet drop of honey from an overturned jar until their feet become so clogged with the sweet snack they cannot fly away. Realizing too late their own voracious appetites, they cry, What foolish creatures we are! We've thrown away our lives just for the sake of a little pleasure. Houseflies have large compound eyes that cannot be focused, so they see everything as a blurry image. However, their eyes can immediately detect even the slightest movement, which gives them a chance to escape from predators. It is also why it is so difficult to hit them with the fly swatter. Not that you, gentle listener, would ever do such a thing. That is the job of Myagros. Visit us on the World Wide Web at voiceoftheanimal.com. For Voice of the Animal, this is Rayanne Cumulos. Thanks, Rayanne, so very, very much. I would never hurt a fly. <laughs> you know, my uh, my Indian name is uh, Big Nat. Big Nat. Big huh? Nat is what they call me. <laughs> anyway, that's all we have for this hour. Another hour that you'll never, ever get back. But there's more at AnimalRadio.com. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Streaming online, fresh breaking news. Uh, if you're still wanting that news about the recall, it's there. Live as it breaks. Also on your cell phone on any any cell phone, any provider, it's free except for texting charges. All you got to do is text us, text ANIMAL to 27627, and then you're hooked up. You have ANIMAL Radio on your cell phone anytime, anywhere. Before we go, I know, I know you have something very important to say. Judy Francis, ladies and gentlemen, please listen. Remember, if you get a pet, please spay or neuter. And if it happens to be a cat, don't ever declaw. And if you're looking for a certain breed, go online to a breed rescue. Don't buy from a breeder or a pet store. Thank you so much for listening to Animal Radio. I'm Hal Abrams. I'm Judy Francis. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Have a great week and love your pet, please. This is Animal Radio Network.